Hello, welcome to the Creatives with AI podcast. I'm David Brown, your host, and this is a new show where we share insights about the future of artificial intelligence and how it will affect the lives of people working in the creative industries. On today's episode, we chat with ad tech PR agency founder and fellow podcaster, Julia Leinen, and we touch on how AI is already transforming the PR industry, the proliferation of vanilla content, and choosing the right tool for the right job. Known for her boundless energy, Julia started her career in digital advertising at Dennis Publishing 27 years ago, and she's been at the heart of the changing digital media landscape ever since. She's held major commercial roles, both agency and media side, including Associated Newspapers, 614 Group, The Mirror Group Newspapers, Dennis Publishing, IAB, Nexus Business Media, and UPC Media, just to name a few. She's also a co-founder of numerous industry groups, as well as at the beating heart of many of the communities within the digital advertising industry. In her role as founder and CEO of The Digital Voice, she manages an expert team who delivers PR, communications, and showcase experiences for their long-term ad tech clients around the world. Julia is also the host of the podcast Off Record On Point, where you can hear from leading brands and industry legends on exclusive industry gossip and stay ahead of the curve on what really matters in the advertising world today. Links to Julia's profile and the podcast will be in the show notes and on our website. People ask for the intro to be shorter, so thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with Julia. First of all, Julia, um, thank you very much for coming on and having a chat with us. You're welcome. Julia works in PR and runs a very successful PR agency. She also has her own podcast where she talks to people. Maybe you can do the pitch, Julia, instead of me doing it for you. <laughs> so, yeah, lovely to meet you, Dee. So I've um, set up Digital Voice 11 years ago, and we are we do everything about apart, as well as PR. We do PR marketing events, social multimedia content press, the works, which actually is very interesting for this conversation of why and how PR agencies should evolve. But we'll come on to that. Our podcast is off record on points, and it's all about culture. So we do the secret to embracing diversity, the secret to smashing through the glass ceiling, the secret to whatever it is. But it's a little bit more about the culture within the industry. I'm a big ambassador for remote working, for culture, for life work balance, not the other way around. I've had just, it's coming to 30 years next year in digital advertising industry. So I've worked with, I've seen it all and I'm trying to show that there is a better way and there's a way in which you can get just as much productivity and joy out of what you do during the working day. So I'm a big, that's, that's my spiel. And I've recently, we recently did a big event on humans versus tech for the industry, the AI apocalypse. And it was really interesting in getting the audience to put vote green and red at the start on cards and then at the end of the session, see where they were at. So I've got different opinions I can bring to this. Nice to meet you. Really nice to meet you. And I'm sure we'll have an interesting chat. I'm in two minds about AI. You know, I work in tech, so I, I love it. I accept it. I'm embracing it. Jury's a little bit out with me on on which way it's going and whether it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing. And I don't think that's it, it, that's to do with, you know, it's not to do with the not trusting the technology. Like the technology is here and we have to work with it. It's the humans I don't trust that are going to be in charge of the technology. So 
the, I think the road ahead is, you know, I, I will, I will, I will trudge the road to happy destiny um, with a bit of trepidation, you know, because I'm, I think I'm with you on that, Didi, and I'm happy to talk about this. I've been thinking about it since we last spoke, David, and I, I'm probably erring more on Didi's side of caution actually now. No, I totally agree. About. I really think we're at risk here. We're at risk, you know, and there's this big risk. I think we really need to think about what we're doing, what we're unleashing. But it's it's unleashed, careful. you know. It's like it's out of the box. I know. So, you know, it's there. You can, you can, yeah. It, it's it, so it's the what next, and and the humans will have a big role to play in that. And and I guess that's where my fear is. Yeah, I think as we know what humans are like. Well, and <laughs> ah. and Julia as well. You know, you will have seen sort of if you've been involved in kind of digital advertising and that sort of stuff and PR for that in that industry for so long, you will have seen so many changes over that time. And, you know, we've seen yeah. in digital, because I come from a digital advertising background as well. And, you know, seeing what happened with cookies and everything else, it's like, you know, you start off with something that's a really simple technology that should be, you know, just used so that you can understand what's going on on your website. And then the next thing you know, everybody's tracking you across every single website. You know, and it's people who work in the industry don't necessarily view it as a negative thing. They just view it as, oh, hey, we're being helpful and we're, you know, trying to show you stuff that you're really interested in. While at the same time, there's a whole dark side to it as well. And there are a lot of bad actors who are using that data for all sorts of stuff. Do you know what I mean? And that because absolutely, and that's because people, and that's like Didi said, that's the common thing. I mean, I was at a, I was at an AI event yesterday. And there was lots of hand waving and, you know, this is going to be amazing and, and that sort of thing. And I kind of brought up the point in the, in the creative stream, you know, that it's the people that we have to worry about. You know, it's the technology yeah. itself is fairly benign, but it's where it goes and what the people How decide to do it. with it. And I think it's going to be interesting. We, we better not give away all our good stuff because this is going to make a great podcast. Well, it's a, it is the podcast. We'll just keep talking. It's fine. We'll, we'll oh, cut fine. it up as we need to. I think the thing... Really for me that, that I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, kind of thinking about has AI transformed or, or had much impact in the PR industry yet? And if it has, how, how has that sort of approached the way you work and the way you sort of view your strategies and, and approaching the work that you do from, from the agency side? Has it had an effect? Not yet in in a significant way, but enough to make it noticeable. What we're seeing is, if you look, if you look on LinkedIn, you'll see a deluge of vanilla. You can, I, I always say, you can spot it a mile off and you can, and you see all these, I'm seeing it's so much more. All of those all of those business accounts that previously didn't, didn't have any activity because they didn't have a team behind it and a strategy and a, a focus suddenly seem to have a lot of very clever posts appearing. And also you've got a lot of blog posts, you've got a lot of content. And that's so it's definitely appearing in that way. I do think as well, when we look at thought leadership and bylines and comments, it was interesting that in the recent IPA, so when the IPA Bellwether report comes out, you see all the PR agencies will submit commentary on behalf of their clients. If I was being a cynic, which I am, I would say that I spotted a few that definitely would have been run through through. Um, AI age, age, AI platforms. So yes, I think it's happening. The good news is because it's easy to spot, what's happening is the press and I think consumers even already, or those, the audience that digests it are already going, 
Yeah, I'm just going to scroll past that. So you look at the engagement on a vanilla post and it's low. <laughs> I will say the polite on, word. You can say it. But um, <laughs> it's shy. So that we see it as noticeable. You know, we, we put a lot of work into doing things that are bold and, and short and snappy and from the heart. And I'm always saying to my team, of air, it's even more important to air away from anything near vanilla, even if you've written it yourself, because I think it will, it will smack of that and it will look like it's been generated by an AI. But for the most part, we rely heavily on journalists that actually have strong opinions and writers and, and our clients who tell us what they really think. And we then use that. AI has always been a part of PR in some ways. It is like you are churning out an awful lot of material. And there's brilliant tools like copysmith.ai that will do content enhancing. And they'll just make it a little bit zingier. So beyond the no illusions, it's been part of our industry for a while. It just shouldn't be all of it. And it should be humans informing AI and informing it in the right way and, and using it correctly yeah. then it's done then it has absolutely don't you think place. julia though that uh, you know currently you know you talk about vanilla posts vanilla posts that are kind of generated by ai maybe vanilla at the moment because ai is really in its infancy and so i guess i'm always looking ahead of the curve to when these models evolve and you know become better and better trained to be clever I'm wondering about what happens at the point in time when we can't distinguish. So you can distinguish right now because, because you've got yeah. that, that kind of laser focus to know what is and what isn't. I would say a lot of the general public don't. We always have to remember when we're having these conversations that, you know, we're, we're kind of, we're in it. We're in it. We're focusing on it. And yeah. I feel like the bulk of the general public, it's, you know, people that are outside of the sector and outside of the industry, you know, they know about it, but they don't really understand the intricacies the way that we do. So what I'm interested in is what happens at the moment in time when even trained eyes like yourselves cannot distinguish what is human and what is AI. And what does that mean for human creativity, you know, in terms of content production, but also in terms of consumption? And, you know, if if, if you think that everything that you're that you're reading or looking at has been developed by a robot, you know, the robot masters, you know, yeah. how will, how will that affect people's interest in, in, in literature, in the arts? And that's what I'm really yeah. interested in. It's a really, really good point to raise, Didi. And I think, so let's take it a step back. I mean, I, I sort of see long-term this vision where it'll be bring back the human touch when it'd be like, you know, the, I, I can see little secret clubs where humans meet and talk about human oh, stuff. But uh, it's, um, I really think that we're going to, it'll be the point where, where people, it'll be really specific what PR agencies are asked for. You know, you'd be asked for, okay, this is, we'd like, we're okay to accept an AI generated piece on this, but we need a human touch and it'll be maybe more interviews. Like we can, okay, we can, we can, automate and pretend to be my voice and we can let AI do that but right we're not live not live so there could be more live stuff to really show that come to our all human oh, no. all live events <laughs> do you know it'll be reading a book live writing a book you could end up having cameras going look at me I'm a human and I'm actually writing this stuff so that could all happen but let's take a step back what we want AI to do is take on the workload so that we are faster and smoother at actually what we produce. The AI should do the workload, but the humans behind it power what they input and how they, what's generated and what the output. 
So I, I'm not av- I'm not averse to that when it's used for workload in order to do more. I think when it's really clever, DD, and I see it, you know, when it's already learning and it, it can be really clever, but it does take quite a bit of work. I find personally, I'm faster myself. The time I've told it what to do, yeah. like added in and then varied it and treated, we all said the same. We've all tested it. I've tested Bard lately. Love it. And honestly, it came out with something and I was putting in about, I was putting in about sustainability and I wanted to see how close it was to the speed at which I could write a comment for one of our clients seeing this on sustainability and I was faster. Faster in the end because I had to for teach now, it. Julia. Right. For now, Julia. For now. Yeah. For now. <laughs> so, so, so Julia, sort of, sort of building on that, this is the slippery slope, right? Because you say, oh, it's great. It makes us a little bit more efficient. It makes us a little bit faster. So as you become more efficient and a little bit faster, that means you don't need to hire the next person because you can do all the work yourself. And so over time, that builds and builds. And so what you end up with is you end up in a situation where where you have fewer and fewer, say, junior staff that are coming through the pipeline because you don't need them because you can do the workload yourself. And then... 10 or 12 years down the road, you turn around and realize that you actually don't have any senior people because you had no junior people where you had fewer junior people to train along the way. And then that starts to snowball and the AI gets better at the same time. And so what you end up is you end up in a situation where the AI is as good as a senior person and you don't have any new senior people. Sorry, I didn't realize he was going to be on the phone. So this is annoying, but never mind. Um, (laughs) We'll just... We'll just power on. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, I think yeah. that's, for me, that's where the worry is. Because what it's going to be is it's going to be like a gradual chipping away. And we're going to turn around in 10 or 12 years. And there aren't going to be the jobs for people to go into. To do, that. do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, so I've thought about this. And we're quite, I think, unique in the model that we do. So in the U.S., a lot of PR agencies built on hours some of them bill on minutes dear lord but they bill on look how many days this this output took x number of days and everything is tracked and all of that we don't work like that i never have done we we work on outputs so i roughly know how long it takes to do an output so say an output is the creation of an event or it's a social media management for the month or it's whatever it is my view is this in that i've got a team of 30 people at the digital voice luckily it's spread across so many different teams and uh, expertise, areas of expertise. Say, for example, at the moment, we can produce, let's say, um, uh, five posts a day for different clients for social posts. The different clients, it's all the copy, the creative, through the approval process, up, engagement, reshares, all of that. Packaged together, there's five, say. What we'd end up doing is we would just go, brilliant, let's use a bit of AI. And on the same day, we're now going to do 15, which means we just can fit more outputs into, we we probably won't bill for more or less. We'll just say to the client partners, we can do your seven days or your 10 days a month. So your budget or your retainer is going to get X more outputs. They're just different. So that's one. So I think those agencies that haven't moved to that model, those agencies that are still on, we're pet charging by the hour or by the day, I think they, they could be a little bit of a risk. On to the second point about the team, most of my team, so um, and including my son as well, who's coming up as a 17-year-old, as a, a, a future graphic designer, has already said, right, 
I'm going to learn uh, AI, the tools that are behind AI creation. I'm going to learn motion design. I'm going to learn this. And my own team are doing the same. They are just looking at the, how to finesse their skills, how to become masters of their art. That art may be different. Um, those writers, I have journalists on my team, we have talked about it. They say it's not bad at doing certain things. Again, the workload stuff, but it's not getting the edge. It's not getting, it's, it's, it's churning out what? If you and I, Didi and David, if we all three put in the same, same command, generate me an article on sustainability for, for 2023, it would turn out the same. So there's oh, it'll, give us, it'll give us all different ones. And then it's about the controlling and the prompting as well, Julia. And I, I Yeah, then we'd have, then we'd input. That's where but then yeah. you spend ages, right? Because I've done it. Then going, uh, no, no, and add this. No, no, add this. And we all said, honestly, all of us writers, because I'm a, a write part of the writer, I still write as well. All of us went just longer than flowing out of our brain. But what is practical is maybe we use a bit, what we're trying to do is go, actually, the journalists and my journalist and head of content, he's coming up with the themes or the goals or the angle or the stuff, and, and then you could use it. So it's not going to eliminate those people. Their skills and their talent is exceptional. And I'm bringing on more and more of people that are coming into the industry. They are just all clever people that know that they've got to diversify a little bit, that they've got to expand. They've got to put themselves out there and understand what it's doing and what effect it has on their role, and then embrace it and work alongside. I it think probably. a lot about how um, how the consumer, how the audience is interacting with that content, though. This is what you know, and it's what I'm really interested in because I think about uh, just think about chatbots, for example. So when you know that you are talking to a chatbot, you know when when you're, when you're trying to like you know arrange your gas bill or your you know. Have a have an argument with your with your mobile phone provider, and you're online and you're doing it with the chatbot. The way that you interact with that chatbot is absolutely different than if you were interacting with a human. So, what I'm curious about for the future is how audiences will interact with content that's out there when there's a question mark above it, whether it's been AI generated or human generated, yeah. and 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 not necessarily knowing which is where. Which is which? Do you think? So, I'm going to turn the question back to you because I'm curious about you. Do you think that chat GPT generated or AI generated content should be flagged? So both in schools, in college, it should have a disclaimer. This was generated by chat GPT or this, this was powered by or this was in partnership. Do you think there should be? I don't be? think there can be because I think the thing is, and, okay. and, and thinking about, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, kind of issues in universities at the moment with students using chat GPT, yeah. right? And, uh, and the universities have got algorithms that can detect whether something has been AI generated or not. And it's very, very simple for students or anybody who has to get through those gateways, you know, because they're clever, to go around and do like, you know, three, four, five smart tweaks throughout a paper that will fool the algorithm. So I think effectively putting a disclaimer isn't going to make any difference because people will get around that disclaimer and be able to say, you know, generated by chat GPT, but like with, you know, I changed four words, yeah. therefore, you know, not a hundred percent generated by chat GPT. So I think that would be a really difficult bar. Do you not think that they're going to get even cleverer at the creating the AI that spots I the AI? Why, why would they? At, <laughs> at, at that point, it's, it's going to be the whole world, you know? 
they're they're doing I think that already. Schools and unis, yeah, I think schools and unis will because it's not that. Or we're going to get to a point where we'll see the demise in. Let's take an example: philosophy. I did classics at university. That was a lot of you. The essay based. I've got to be yeah. honest. I loved it because I wanted to party way more than I wanted to study and write about um, Homer's Iliad. So I would have a hundred percent cheated. But I said to my son, and I think David, you're going to be chatting to him when he was he's a fit does fiction writing freelance as well. And he was saying, I'm not going to use it. And I was saying, but your life, you're getting paid very little money on on this Fiverr platform for this. You know, you could do that. He was like, no way, no way. So I think, but that's that's just that he's maybe he's an exception. But if they're all doing the same, then the the professor's going to go. Okay, let me benchmark it higher. Let me give the A pluses to somebody that does something or that someone that does something. You you know what we're like. We're very clever. We Dave, David and Deedee, we were talking at the start about starting in this industry thirty years ago. And I started. I was one of the first in the industry to move from. I was at the time on magazines at Dennis Publishing, and I moved over to Dennis Interactive. And it was one of the, I think I was the third one in on launching all of these magazines online and was part then of this revolution that was digital advertising. Oh my God, the uproar yeah. to it. This is going to, you know, we don't want this. What is it going to do? It's going to be the end of magazines. It's going to be the end of TV. We have heard it all and it hasn't happened. And with everything we've created, some has been for good and some bad, you know, privacy and cookies. The consumer experience is terrible for that now they accept cookies when you go into every website why did what did we do you know you sort of think oh let's hope it's not that again that consumers suddenly go do you know what i'm done with it i'm done with reading blogs i'm done with looking at linkedin i'm done with doing that i'm going to get in the real world now i'm going to go on a walk i'm going to go to the beach i think that's i'm going to go where people are i think that'll happen and it also, that's a good segue. I think people do it more when they, David. Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll do it a little bit more. I know I will. Yeah, for sure. And that's a great segue actually into my next question, which is there's a certain amount of PR, which is helping, you know, companies or people write content and do press releases and that sort of thing. But I think from my experience and in the, in the, the work that I've done with PR companies is, is that 80% of PR is actually building relationships with journalists yeah. and that sort of thing. So. Do you see, or how do you see AI affecting that? So how, you know, will it affect the way that sort of PR professionals kind of maintain relationships with journalists and, and the influencers and that sort of thing? So do you see it having yeah. any impact on that? I see it having a very strong impact as in they, you will ruin their trust if you, if you deliver something that they don't believe to be, yeah, I don't know how to quote, term this, unique. Bit bespoke, tailored. I mean, we're, we work with the press all the time and it is about relationships and it's about constantly coming up with ideas and pitching those and what's right for them. And then you get, you put in a synopsis and then they come back and they commission it. Yes, please, we'll have that. They still review that when you send it in. And it, if it's not right, if it's not, if it's again, I use the word vanilla, if it's anything like that, it will get kicked out of touch if it hasn't got a strong opinion. If you choose to be an agency that chooses to deliver that final piece, using AI, that's that's up to you. But you could the human was still required to to speak to the, the editor to secure the place. The human is then still involved in saying to the social team, can you create a post around this when this goes live? Then to the marketing team, can we create graphics around this to run this on stage as a speaking slot? The events team actually, what are we going to do? Let's build an event around this. 
And each element, and then you've got creatives Let's on social as well. We could do an infographic or a carousel. Now, all of those little elements behind that can use AI, but there's still one factor within each part of that is the humans who are, who are guiding the AI, who are leading it, who are informing it. And I think it is, so it, it's about informing AI and informing it right. But I see, I see only growing in strength of our relationships. It will be what we have. It'll be so, so important that we'll actually be still using for that now. part. But that, for that, now, with please for now. the takeaway constantly. <laughs> for, for now, <laughs> no, and I, th- I, 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 the evil laugh. No, I'm not being negative, but I had a conversation with the. No, and it's like I'm old enough to remember, like life before internet, you know, and and there's no way, you know, at the, at the dawn of uh, of the World Wide Web, that we could have thought that it was going to take us where it was going to go, and I don't negate that. Loads of it is good, but you know, there's there's been a lot of harm done as well. So I think we just need to temper it with. I think it needs a good sprinkle of. We actually don't know a hundred. We can't predict where this is going. No, I totally agree. I totally agree, and I I wouldn't. I I won't lie to you. I'm nervous. I I am nervous. I'm nervous for my children's future. I'm nervous about the number of jobs that will be available. I, I am number, you know, you get to a point, I talked about, great, we can do loads more outputs, but there's going to be a point of saturation. Uh, there's going to be now, are you going to see more roles happen that only a human can do? And I'm, I'm thinking of that, you know, I'm, I'm talking about ones that landscape gardeners. Renal. Okay, the AI can design the garden. An actual digging of a, I don't know. But then you think, is it all going to be a voc- oh, vocational and the, Oh, it is scary. I think we should play very cautiously and not be, and not get so overly excited that we really don't think about the bigger picture, that we ultimately are doing this to make our lives better. Can it then, when is that tipping point to it starts to negatively impact? I, 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 I don't like forward. I don't try, I try not to think too far forward. I try and see the glass half full in everything and in my life. But I do have some concerns. I think we all do. So cautious step with caution, Cautiously please. optimistic. Tech people. Cautiously optimistic. I like <laughs> well, that. I like. Yeah. Yeah, I think Because tech so, people I have such so. a good track record of proceeding cautiously, right? Um, <laughs> We're all screwed. We're exactly. <laughs> so again, going back to something that you said a minute ago, which I think is is really interesting, and and I don't know what your experience has been, but certainly my experience and and my wife's experience. So my my wife is studying to get her chartered payroll qualification, and she has to write papers and things like that. And what what she's found using, particularly Chat GPT, so the large language models, is really useful for her to build the outline. So she doesn't actually have it write the content, but she actually has it suggest an outline. And what what it's amazing at is actually pulling out like the bullet points of things that you you want to remember to talk about. And it pulls out really interesting things that you might not have. I mean, it certainly does for me. And and that's how I use it in anger every day is to to say, describe X. And then it will give you a nice overview of something. And, you know, it has a pretty standard format because it gives you four or five bullet points and it always does that, right? It has kind of a standard format. But then what you can, excuse me, but then what you can do is you can take that and say, hmm, I like those three bullet points. So give me more on those three bullet points and then it'll give you more on those. And then, you know, yes, it takes a minute, but it's faster than me writing the outline myself. And then... 
you know, that, that seems to be what it's good at. So to go back to what you said a minute ago about events and stuff, I think where you probably will find the most efficiencies from it in PR or a variety of other industries is you say, make a plan, right? And what it will do is it will actually give you that entire plan written out and it will have all the social aspects already factored into it. It'll have all of the stuff that you want. And, and if you even trained it on the way that you, your company does it, then it will actually create the whole plan for you. So you, it can save somebody going and messing around with the template and all that stuff. And if you give it the customer's name and some information to start with, it will literally just create the whole thing for you. And that's where you might find the, the massive time savings because then it just frees you up to actually do the more thoughtful work around, oh, okay, let's fill in those bits and pieces. Do you, do you think that that might be a possibility or do you think it's still I, faster just to have your own template? Personally, I'm old school. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go far. I'll go my way. But this is, you start, we started this conversation saying about the junior and are those people going to fall off the map? I, my belief is no, it'll be those roles that come through that it will be baked in. I need them. I'll be honest, and I'm going to be really honest. So I'm I'm turning fifty next year, and I'm do I love certain parts of social media, but I can't stand TikTok or Snap. I just don't get it. I've got sixteen and seventeen year old teens, but I I personally don't get it. I, I, Instagram I, I like, but I, I'm all over LinkedIn. I'm trad a traditionist. So what? But I've got an amazing team of social media experts who are in their twenties who all live and breathe it. They're right for that. Now, that was just on one example. It's about the right, it's not about age. It's just about your, what you're interested in and what you're expert at. So I expect to see and hope to see some of the, as, as I expand in the next, over the next five, 10 years, people that are coming through, I'd want them to be able to have knowledge and understanding of how they could use AI for, for better within their role, how we as a company can do it. And I would look to them as experts. I still would say, do you know what, I'll just quickly write a comment because I can do it. You know, I come up with ideas live on our calls with clients and they love it. You know, they give me their theme and their goals and I'm like, right, this is what I see. And I've just got it in my head. So it just, it comes out. But we use, we use otter.ai to record that, to transcribe it, to give it to the writers to just polish up. So I'm already using it. I've been using it. So I'm just thinking that, you know what, well, again, glass half full, it will be a different generation that will do know and understand this. Yeah, and yeah. therefore I will, I will make use of it. But will I do it? I've got to be honest, I'm, I probably won't. So, <laughs> so what do you think of this? So somebody said this yesterday and they asked, they used someone in the audience to use the example of autonomous vehicles. And their point was, is that oh, yeah. AI is consuming the knowledge that humans have. And then, you know, he was concerned about how there's like a big, there's a not massive knowledge transfer about this in particular was how to drive and how that's, that knowledge is being transferred to computers. And I thought what was really interesting is there's a, there was a lady on the panel and she said, no, that's wrong. She said, it's like a calculator. She's like, all it's doing is taking a human task yeah. and making that automatic. She's like, that's what calculators do. She's like, that's not AI, that's a calculator. It's literally just taking a simple task, stay between the lines, don't hit anything. Like yeah. at the end of the yeah. day, that's all it is, right? Stay in the lines, don't hit anything. 
And she's like, it's, it's just another calculator. She's like, everybody yeah. freaked out when calculators came out because they're like, oh my like God, that. no one's going to be well, able to do math. math. And it's but nobody cheating. Can do math. But nobody does math. I actually <laughs> love doing maths in my head because my dad used to make me do cal- 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 calculations. You're really right. So my daughter's doing GCSEs uh, starting in two weeks' time. So we were doing, she wanted me to test her on her history. And it was going through pasta and, and Lister and all of those inventions and all those vaccines. And oh my goodness, did it take decades in some cases for having discovered something for people to believe it. And, and instead they stuck with a no, 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 it's, it's ghouls and demons are causing this or let's do bloodletting or, you know, we've been there. We've done, we've fought it and eventually we embrace it. It is seen as evil. You know, those things of, hang on, I'm going to get it wrong and she'll kill me. She'd be much better doing this. But you know, when the, he found one of the first, that's it. When it was, you know, and you then inject yourself with the very thing that could kill you and have a smallpox injection. And they were like, of course they're going to fight it. But we, we, in the end, we survived by it and we've grown. So I kind of go back to that going, this is history repeating itself. And we never expected this this brick of a smartphone that we all carry around to do what it does and I, I'm like, we've got we've got Alexa in every room I have to be quiet because she'll go off and it, we, I rely on it so much we got like we go around the house just asking questions so it's there it's just it's just how far I think we the take thing it, is this is a step change in technology and it's a step change that's gonna there's no part of life that this isn't gonna touch you know so it is gonna radically yes. change life and society. So the question mark is, and like, it's, it's what I was saying at the beginning, is it for good or is it for, you know, what is the future that we've got? And it's, and it, it's within human hands yeah. right now, you know, so we have to tread, we have to tread yeah. kind of, kind of carefully, I think. We do. And unfortunately, you know, it's, again, as history has shown, we haven't got a great track record for for, for using technology for good or using uh, advancements for good. But we have to hope that, well, we can, we, we know that there will be instances where it's not used in the right way. I think so. I still say that there'll be that human touch will come in and, and we are still the certain things of, the, there'll always be a place for us in, and our roles and our lives and things that are beyond this. I do wonder as well, and I'm again a, such an optimist, but you know, like yesterday I it was a long day, and and I was on different computers and technology and doing lots of things, all involving these three screens in front of me. And at the end of the day, I went. I, my husband and I went out for an hour walk in the fresh air and put the world to rights, and it was absolutely wonderful. It was just perf- perfection. You know, that's not going to change. Those certain things that are important in human touch and your senses are what drives us. So certain things we hold on to. And I do, I do wonder if that will become even more important. There'll be certain bits. It'll be, as I said, this weird human club that you'll all meet up at this, where be no real. technology is allowed. <laughs> be real. That's it. Brilliant. Okay, folks, that's a wrap on another amazing episode of Creatives with AI. Thanks so much for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. If you want to stay up to date on how all things related to AI is impacting the creative industries, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever your favorite platform is. We're on them all. And follow us on social media. We're on mainly Twitter and LinkedIn, but we're the same handle everywhere, which is at Creatives with AI. 
We'd also really appreciate it if you could just take a minute to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Those are our two main platforms and it really helps other listeners find the show and it also helps us get more popularity and more exposure. So it'd be amazing if you could help us with that. If you've got any questions, topic suggestions, guest recommendations, feel free to send us an email. The best email is hello at creativeswith.ai or you can shoot us a message on social media. Either one is fine. We love hearing from all of you and we can't wait to bring more exciting episodes in the future. And the best way we can do that is to get feedback from the audience and have the audience tell us who it is you'd like to hear from and what things you'd like us to ask and what topics you'd like us to talk about. So please use that. Let us know what you want to hear and we'll do our best to get it for you. And last but not least, we'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Future Hand Limited, who make this podcast possible. Your support means the world to us. And we really appreciate it. So thanks very much. That's it for today. So until next time, take care, everybody, and stay curious.